I'm going to need that water in a second because I'm going to have a coughing fit because that's what's been happening all weekend. And, um, and, and, but it's good to be here and shake all your hands. Uh, that's nice. Um, I do want, I want to encourage you to grab, uh, Justin's going to be handing out those things, uh, after church. Grab one of those and work through it with your family. Um, and, and you know, listen, don't, don't be like, kids, come in here. Faith. You know, time for faith. You know, maybe it's like a question, maybe you'll just read through it on your own. Um, and it may be something you want to work through all together as a family, but it may, there may just be a good question in there that you want to just ask at the dinner table instead of saying, um, what'd y'all do at school today? And then you get to gripe about how math's different. Um, that, you know, do, do it together. Um, and, and, and do it for, it's just a, it's just a resource. It's all it is. It's not a requirement. It's not a, um, you have to do it this way. It's just a resource. And so use that. Uh, for, for your family. And find Justin, and I don't see him, he disappeared, but find Justin and he will, um, uh, he'll give, he'll get you one of those. So uh, the other day, just about two weeks ago, I was supposed to, I had a long list of chores I was supposed to do around the house. I needed to clean out the garage. I needed to do this, that. But Nolan decided that that afternoon he wanted to play board games. And so we played board games all afternoon. Um, we played Candyland, we played Chutes and Ladders, which if you haven't played Chutes and Ladders, that game could never end. Um, that is, at first, you're like, oh, these these shoots are fun, wee! And then at the end, you're like, oh, another shoot! We played Guess Who, and Nolan's at a really fun place where he's sounding out words and trying to, and, and, and getting used to those things. And he's really good at sounding out two letters together. But he needs some help um, with the third, so he'll he got you know he'll get Sam and he'll say, and Rachel will have to come sit next to him because it gives away who he who he has. So I beat him every time, but he he sits he sits he he can sound out the word. Rachel will sit down next to him, mm, Sam, you know, and he gets Sam. Uh, he got he got this guy, Max, uh, played by Tony Shalhoub. Uh, that's Monk. I thought so, you know. And we heard, Rachel and I both heard him attempting this word. And he was, he said, mmm, ah, eh. Mmm, ah, eh. Now, he doesn't watch Family Feud. So I don't know. And so I was talking to his teacher, Miss Annie, at the Methodist church. And it turns out Methodists don't know what X says. Because whenever they get something wrong, Miss Annie will go to them. So, mm, ah, ah. And, you know, as a parent, a lot of times you have to say, no, that's not right. You have to not laugh at your kid whenever they're trying. And he, he, man, he, he was, he's doing so good, but every once in a while there's just a thing he sees, 
Uh, Rick was telling me about a kid that saw an 11, and they were like, no, that's paws. Like when we sometimes we see one thing and the world sees something else and and we think it's one thing and and somebody else and it's it's just not that. And sometimes like it's it's we can have broad definitions of things. Like a life group one time, uh Regina and Jenny decided that we were gonna have ethnic food. And they get real mad at us when we bring French fries. Because French is an, is an ethnicity, um, or you know, lasagna, Italian. It's an ethnicity, isn't it? They say one thing, and we hear another, or we kind of just maybe we're just stinkers, and we like to mess with them. But the uh, that that can happen in the Bible because words. Hebrew words, Greek words, Spanish words, Italian words aren't just those people's versions of English words. So when you're translating Spanish or Greek or Hebrew into English, you don't get to just pull out the Hebrew word and put in our English equivalent. There's a lot of words that we don't have words for. Gringos. We don't have an English word for that. It just means crazy white people, but... What? Okay. Don't add something unless you want it heard. I think I know what you said. I'm not going to repeat it. But we don't have we don't have a, just a direct correlation, and so sometimes uh, in the Bible, whenever a word is is given out, like when a word is said there in the Bible, we we have to do the best we can because the English readers want a word, and that's what happens here in Micah six. He has told you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice. We talked about that last week. And to love kindness. Now, you may remember up here, it says love mercy. And right here, it says love kindness. Because the NIV and the ESV and the King James and the New, uh, New Revised Standard Version and the New Living Translation and the Message, they can't agree whether it's mercy or kindness. Because the Greek word is hesed. It's not one of those fun... Uh, not the Greek word. The Hebrew word is hesed. It's not one of those fun, fun uh, Hebrew words where you get to like cough up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Don't do that. It's just hesed. Hesed. And hesed is such, such a big word that we can't, we can't just put a single English word into it. Because some words aren't just words, they're concepts. When we say them, we know that that word has a big meaning and it can be used in a lot of different ways. Now, our word love is like this. 
Right? Because you can, you can, yeah, I love my wife. You'll say, I love my wife. You'll say that in a normal tone. Most of the time, you say that in a very normal tone. And it's not even one you, like, I don't go play basketball with guys and like high-five a guy and be like, yeah, you know I love my wife. Like, it's not like a, it's not something I say just in, but I will be like, hey, have you had the tacos? I love their tacos. You can get more emphatic with your love about tacos than you can about people. And love can be this broad thing where one person sees it as one thing and another person sees it as another. And Hesed is just like that. When he says love Hesed, he's talking about a general concept that cannot be defined with one word. Give me a one word definition of a good marriage. Give me a one word definition of a good, of a good job. Give me one word. De- There's a lot of things in life that you can't say, Vlad, just that one word, that one word does it. I can sum up this important thing with one word. And a lot of times when we try, it's not sufficient, is it? Because th- things that are complicated take a lot of words as you will tell over the next few minutes. Hesed's it's this complicated word where, where it's, yeah, it's kindness and it's mercy, but can I just get a general sense of it? And you, don't, you don't have to remember the Hebrew word hesed. But what I want you to remember is that what God wants from His people is not one word, but a concept. God wants from His people not kindness, but merciful kindness that is good. Loving kindness that is full of mercy. Hesed can probably best be described as loving kindness. And not like loving kindness. The best translation for Hesed is just to smush those two words together. Hesed is loving kindness. It's kindness that comes out of love. And we are to celebrate and love that life. Those actions. I want to have a joy for love and kindness. I want to love loving kindness, mercy and goodness and faith. Like all of those are kind of built into Hesed and said, Hesed is this, this big umbrella that covers the Christian and says, this is a Christian attitude and you know it when you see it. Hesed is not rightness. Hesed is not like, I've got everything right, and I've got everything together, and I've got everything uh, perfect. And I like it when other people have everything perfect, and I like it whenever other people have everything good, and they've got it all figured out. And that way, I surround myself with people who, who don't really irritate me. Loving kindness is getting into the world and, and experiencing the world and, and in a way that, yeah, you're going to leave yourself vulnerable to it. Love makes you vulnerable. Kindness makes you vulnerable. 
But so does becoming human. So does becoming uh, God becoming man and submitting Himself to death, even death on a cross, and conquering that. God is God became vulnerable for us, and if we want to follow God, we're going to have to enjoy the idea of being vulnerable for God. I will do that for Him. I will love loving kindness, mercy, goodness. I will, I will, I will attempt to always do that, not because people deserve it. You need to get that out of your head. People's deserving kindness is, is, is not even, it's not even one of the questions. God demands kindness. God demands hesed. He said, you're going to have to love that as much as I love that. This is what's required of you. Do justice. Love hesed. Christians are called, required to do things that are hard, and we have tried for centuries to simplify it. I'm a Christian. I go to church uh, every Sunday morning. Sometimes we're late for Bible class, but Sunday morning I go to church and I sing the songs. Um, sometimes I'll say a prayer. Uh, I, I do the I do the things that church people do. We go to Sunday morning. Sometimes we'll go to Sunday night. I go to Sunday night. I do that. We have church service Sunday night. I go to church Sunday night. It's just, it's Sunday morning, but just the JV version. We just do it again worse. But I go. Some churches even have Bible class on Sunday night. I go to the, I go to those Bible classes. Wednesday night, middle of the week. I go to Wednesday night Bible class. Whenever we have an event, I participate in the event. I go to the thing. I sit. I take notes. I listen to the marriage conference. I go home, and yes, there we go. We went. We did the thing. We checked the box. We did the thing. And Christianity can sometimes become a, 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 a list of practices that we've got to accomplish. And they're tasks. They're easy to do. You can sit in the chair. We provide comfy chairs for you. They have some, some chairs. I don't know if you know this. Some chairs at churches, they connect and it's weird. Like they call them. I don't know if you've heard of them. They call them pews. And they've got a sort of soft seat, but then the back is just pure wood. And if, if the kid behind you goes, you can feel it amplified through your spine. We provide seats with, with comfy backs. Designated. This is my space. Do not get in my space. We make it easy for you. Show up. We do, we do live groups. Go to someone's house. Eat. Talk about God. We can, we can check the boxes, can't we? But Christianity is not that. Simple. Something is required of us. Not because God says, well, I'm only going to let people, God does not sound like this, I'm going to only let people in that have gotten it perfect. But because God recruited you and saved you because you are a part of God's mission now. 
And if we're not doing justice, if we're not loving hesed, if we're not loving kind, loving kindness and mercy, then we're not participating in the call of God. Churches is where you get filled up, is where you try to get better, but then Christianity is where you go out and you do. This is training ground. This is not the proving ground. The battle for the world is out there. Let the kingdom of God come. Let the will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's come experience heaven so that we can go be that to the earth. I read this verse at weddings. If I speak, I don't read this part. Because, you know, they want to get to the fun part. But we'll get to the fun part in just a second. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So, that, you know, if you can speak in other languages uh, to glorify God, or if you speak in the tongues of angels, but do not have love, you're just, you're just noisy. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and I give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not, it does not honor, uh, sorry, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Pause for that one. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And I read this at weddings with my Bible open and people go, oh, and that's not the reaction you're supposed to have to that verse. That verse is awful. They act like I said, oh, love is, love is doting and love is kind and we did this. <laughs> That's, let's go back. If you do all the religious things you can do and you don't love, it's worthless. And then when I read this, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. And we go, oh, that's just, you know, butterflies and flower beds. God is calling you to the hard work of love. I've made the children cry. If one cries, it's not my fault. But if two cries, it's probably my fault. It, when we read these verses, and we feel sentimental. Instead of feeling like, oh, love is hard. You better believe it. Love is hard. That's what we're called to. Love is patient. Love is kind. See, notice what Paul's doing here. He's saying love equals patience. Love equals kindness. You can't love people and not be patient with them. 
That's what people, I, you, you hear that with, uh, like relationships sometimes with, uh, the, the wife will say, well, he's just, uh, he's, uh, I, I, that's dangerous ground. The husband will say, she's done this thing over and again, over, like, just stop, just stop, like, I, it irritates me. She puts the toilet paper on backward. And you say, what? Why have you asked her to stop? Yeah, I've asked her to stop and she just won't, she just won't quit. And you say, well, why don't you be, like, why don't you be patient with her? Because that's what love is. You know, patience is just forgiveness again. Forgiveness again and again. Well, people walk slow in Walmart. That's a you problem. You can't get around them, then that's your fault. They can be got around. Just pretend you're a, a kick returner on a football team. Life hack. That that lane by the registers, right right in front of the registers, just go through the clothes, guys. Walk through the clothes. You're not going to get through that lane without hating someone. Just four feet over. Walk through the women's clothes. It's free. You're, just, you're skipping. It's the HOV lane. See that, like impatience sometimes is just you, you getting irritable. Real patience, loving patience, is whenever you, you are willing to stick by people when they make mistakes. Now, if those mistakes are hurting you over and over again, then that someone else needs to stick by them. But you can work on forgiveness in another room, in another place. But love is hard work. You have to get mentally prepared every day to love the people around you. And if you're not doing that work, you're not going to be good at it. God says, you know what's required of you. And it's more than you'll ever perfect. See, we like the list because we can perfect it. We can go three for three. We can go, I went to church. I read my Bible, I said a prayer, I did the thing. But what God wants for God's mission is yes, people to come and be filled with the community, be filled with the body and the blood, to be um, spurred on to live that life, but unless we're unless we're choosing love out there. We're just clanging cymbals and resounding gongs. We're just people who go to church. So do you want to be someone who goes to church? Or do you want to be someone who follows God? Now, following God will lead you through church. It'll have you be church. It'll have you be worship together. But unless you're loving other people, 
And a lot of you are really tempted right now. Feel it in the room. You're really tempted to say, I know people who need this. Because sometimes this is a lesson that's too hard to stare in the eyes. You say, oh yeah, they're over there. Just go over there. Don't stay here with me. But God calls us, God requires us to love, to celebrate this big idea of loving, kindness, mercy, patience. No one has ever said, you know, I feel like that that person is a loving person. Oh, what makes you say that? Oh, it's because they go to church three times a week. No one has ever said that. No one has ever cited regular attendance as a reason that someone is loving. That's the, oh, that's how I can spot it. They show up at the building. The building's unlocked. What they say is, well, I don't know, it's just, you can just tell. Because guess what? They can't put a word on it. That word is hesed. That word's bigger than any word we got. It's more compound than any word we, we, we use. But it's required. It's required of God's people. Loving, kindness, mercy, peace, joy. All these things God is pushing into us and saying, be this for the world. Here's what's great. God feels that way about you. God loves you like that. And we know, we know because Jesus, God, God became man and, and sacrificed himself for you, became vulnerable for you. God feels that way about you. Well, my life has been hard. You say, how can my life be hard? God love me. We can tell God loves us because God chose a hard life too. So the God does not sit, Jesus does not sit on the throne and say, say, well, you must figure it out. God, Jesus sits on the throne and says, I've been there too. Jesus went to the cross so he can say, I'm with you. So we're going to offer an invitation and I want you to think about two things. Do you want to be with God? It's not, it's not, I'm not saying come forward and get saved. That's part of it. But when you join and join with Jesus in the waters of baptism, you're not just joining the resurrective power of Jesus. You're joining the kingdom call of Jesus. And that requires love. Requires justice. It requires humility. It is free. Salvation. And it is freeing. But it's freeing to, to a life that is harder than the life you had before. Hesed is harder than selfishness. More difficult. If you're up to the task,
or if you need your church to surround you so that you can complete the task. We are here for you. Not just this morning, but you can call anybody in this room and they'll support you this week. But if you need something this morning, please come forward while we stand and sing.